0: I'm Joanna Fortune, psychotherapist and author of the 15 Minute Parenting series. Welcome to 15 Minute Parenting, the podcast where you will learn ways to parent through play. Play is more than blowing bubbles. It is fundamental to your child's development and is the foundation of your relationship with your child. Each episode is 15 minutes long and will cover a different parenting topic. We will start with common scenarios we are all familiar with from supermarket tantrums to screen time meltdowns. I will share some theory on the topic and end with practical play activities that will help you parent through these issues using my 15 minute parenting model. Thanks for listening, let's get going. So this one is a major bugbear of mine. I'm gonna come right out and say it at the beginning. I hate homework. I know I sounded like your eight-year-old child when I just said that there, but let me say it again. I really hate homework. I hate it from a parent point of view, and I hate it from a child's point of view. I see it as the biggest hotbed of parent-child tensions, and time and again, it is something I hear from the families I work with as something they struggle with day in, day out. In particular, when I start to talk about homework, I think about one little boy in particular, a nine-year-old who came to see me. He was struggling with his homework immensely, Um, in that it was taking hours and hours to do it. He couldn't sit and concentrate. From the moment he came in, it was almost something that his parent had to take a deep breath and go, oh gosh, here we go. And he was getting ready to fight before they'd even begun. It caused a huge amount of rows that were escalating. His school was insisting it get done. The expectations were that his parents enforce it, but it was just becoming something that wasn't working. He ended up upset parents ended up upset the homework wasn't really done and the bits that were done were done badly there was nothing in it but everybody going to bed highly tense and of course we know what that was doing his sleep was interrupted you know he wasn't getting a restful sleep there was always this simmering tension between parent and child and that was having a knock-on effect on their relationship as a whole and the type of child he was he struggled at the best of times to sit still and task complete so school was already a bit of a challenge for him all day but the idea of coming home and keep doing that you know when all he wanted to do was get outside and play it just wasn't working i feel like this story is really relatable i don't think it's particular to a child who struggles to task complete in school i think all children Are going to struggle to varying degrees granted but are going to struggle to come home and sit and do more and more work so think about it who wants to come home after a full day at work and then keep working no one so why do we put this upon our children and expect that they do their full day at the office and then take their work home and keep working at home at our kitchen table of course they're going to resist i would resist the reality is children need to process through play. Play isn't just something nice that children do. You've heard me say that before. Play is essential for them. It is by playing that they get to assimilate all of the stimulus, all of the learning in their day. It's how they draw meaning from it, it's how they integrate it so they can draw on it later on when they need that knowledge to guide and inform the things they do and say. So in this way, play isn't a break from learning, play is learning. Homework is what gets in the way of that learning. There is also a lack of consistent evidence that it has any benefits for learning in children so i can't even be convinced that way Um, and also when you add into that for many children a busy home is not conducive to schoolwork so that can be super stressful for them it's it's almost like and i would really go on the record and say i think homework blocks natural creativity and innate curiosity which we want in our children we want to encourage in them And I imagine at this stage you're saying, that's great, Joanna, fantastic, but what if I still have to do this? What if my child has to do homework because that is what the school requires of us? And my answer to that is, if you have to do it, can we at least try and draw some pro-social benefits from it? I think structuring it is going to be your best friend here. I like to do that with something visual. I think when we say to our children, just sit and do your homework, it'll only take 20 minutes, and then you'll be done. That 20-minute phrase, we may as well say, sit down there, it'll take two weeks. Because time is such an abstract notion that it doesn't mean anything. All they're hearing is, you won't let me out to play, you're making me sit down and do this. So I'm not buying into the short window of time you're promising me. What will help me with that is to take something visual and grounding. I like to take those really big sand timers. You can get them in 5, 10, 15, 20, even 30 minutes. Versions, but I like the 15 minute one because what you are saying is you put it on the table when all that sand hits the bottom, you can get up from the table and have some fun, and then you turn the timer again and say, When all that sand hits the bottom, you must sit down at the table and do some more work, and then when that's over, it's over. So if you take that, what you've actually said is sit and do your homework for 15 unbroken minutes, go and play and have fun, have a break from this for 15 unbroken minutes and then come back and finish your homework in the remaining 15 minutes. They've now spent 30 minutes on homework, which frankly, is more than enough time for any child to be spending at their homework. And whatever gets done in that 15, in that 30 minutes rather, is it acceptable. If there's anything that didn't get done, you simply write a note to the school saying my child spent 30 minutes doing their homework and this is what got done. I think that's really fair and reasonable. I also think when it comes to structuring homework and to avoiding tensions, let it be their work, not yours. So what I mean by that is that they do the homework, certainly as a parent, check over it. You might take that in that 15 minute play gap I just mentioned that you'll glance over their homework if you think they're rushing it to the point that the handwriting is illegible. You might suggest they slow down a bit and take their time with their writing. If you see a lot of mistakes rather than correcting it for them you might say I think it would be worth checking over your answers to make sure you're happy with those answers before you hand it in to your teacher because I think if homework is to be any way effective it should be a way of reflecting back to the teacher what they do and don't know. And that isn't possible if you keep fixing it and making sure they go in with answers that are 100% right. I think as well to keep them encouraged, it's useful to praise effort over outcome. And that's again why I mean don't jump in and tell them what they're getting wrong. But you might say, I'm really proud of you that you could sit for that whole sand time and get your homework done. I'm really proud of you that you tried those maths because I know maths is difficult for you. So you're not saying, but you got half of them wrong. You're saying it was really great that you the sticking power to stay with it. And that is one of the potential benefits of doing homework or anything like that is that it is good for all of us including our children to have experience of sticking with something even when we don't want to do it. It's it's a discipline in itself when you think about it. I also think it can be, and again I'm really reaching because I also believe there are other ways of achieving these social skills, but it can be the beginning of developing time management skills. I got to sit and focus for this time. I got to go and play. Then I got to come back. So I've got to be able to follow that structure. And there can be some benefit in that. I think that it can also bring increased tolerance to manage frustration. You know, I have to do this. I don't want to, but I have to. So I got to take a deep breath and get on with it. That can be useful for them. That being said, all of these pro-social benefits could be gleaned from alternatives to homework. I think it's really important that we don't just focus on what isn't working, this isn't good enough, I don't want it but maybe that we approach it with that creativity in mind and solution focused thinking. Maybe your school is open to hearing your ideas and alternatives to homework that would still support the learning that will benefit the children in the classroom and the school environment. For example, how about suggesting that instead of seated academic cognitive thinking homework exercises that children are set outdoor play as their homework. How about they are challenged to gather and dispose of three to five bits of rubbish they find on their way home and contribute to the environment, which again is going to support their learning. How about instead of homework, the teacher prescribes a family game? Here's a game I want you to play. You can play it in the classroom as a group. You're going to teach everyone when you get home this game. And you're going to play it together in that way. There is learning because I also do understand that if there was no homework at all, does that mean that children come home and there's completely unstructured time and they may fill that with TV screen based time gaming that's certainly not a positive alternative and i do think there are positive alternatives but again i would encourage you to approach this in a collaborative way and work with your school community with your teachers on it so that's my soapbox on homework and creative alternatives to it but if you are listening and on your way home to have this exact battle and you're wondering that's great and i'll certainly give that due consideration but in the right here right now I have a fight on my hands today. Then yes, you have my absolute empathy and that's where I'm going to ask you to start. When in doubt, go to A&E. Not the hospital, acceptance and empathy. Accept that this is hard for your child, accept that this is frustrating for them and accept that they don't want to do it and respond with empathy and you say, I understand you don't want to do this. I understand it's hard. And you've been working so hard all day at school. You really want to play. And I want that for you, too. So let's work together to get this done. Let's find a way to make the difficult thing a little bit easier. What's happening there is that's actually grounding and structuring you that will prevent you from getting pulled into their attention and will prevent you getting pulled into the frustration that's going to cause you to flip your lid and lose it so that you end up fighting or shouting or snapping at your child. Then you're going to move into some of those solutions I mentioned at the beginning of this segment whereby you're going to say, I'm going to set a timer. And it's going to say that you sit until the timer is finished Then you get to play, and then when that timer goes again, you come back and you do your homework. Let's try that today and see does it work for us. Or you do the art of compromise. How about we look at all the homework you have, and you get to pick which piece you start with and ask them to start with the piece that they are you know, least averse to. They might say, I don't like any of it if you say start with your favorite bit but ask them to pick the bit that's easiest for them and then you get to heap on the praise, look at how well you're doing and build up their self-esteem, top up their little love cup so they have something to draw on to get them through those trickier, more challenging pieces and I think that's enough to focus you on the here and now but again, as always, I think if this is a rolling, ongoing, repetitive tension, then simply in the moment solution aren't going to be enough because if it's a repeated tension in any other area wouldn't you take time to pause and address the underlying tension rather than keep sticking a plaster over it so that's where I'd invite you to go back reach out to your school and at least explore the possibility of those positive alternatives Thanks for listening. If you found this episode useful, subscribe, share with a friend, give us a like, all of which helps people find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to come back next week for a new 15-minute parenting episode or check our archives for previous topics. You can find me on Instagram at Joanna Fortune and between now and then, have fun.